Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a bumper edition of the Brummy Mummies podcast. In this episode, we'll be sharing all the brilliant things to do in the Midlands all over the holidays. This summer feels like it's going to be a special one. Hopefully a first chance to do lots of things that many of us haven't been able to do for a long time. Unlike previous summers where we've been able to get up in the morning, see what the weather's doing, where our mood might take us, we do need a little more forward planning this time, as most places require pre-booking. That's why we've put together this guide to help you plan your holidays. I'm Zoe Chamberlain, a journalist, author and mum, and I'll be chatting today with our podcast producer and fellow Brummie, Matt Millard, about all the best things to do this summer around the Midlands. We'll also be finding out about a massive free activity programme happening across Birmingham as we chat to programme director Jenny Carter all about how to get involved. So we have absolutely tonnes and tonnes of stuff going on, whether that be in a school whether that be in your local community centre, whether that be in your park. There is a huge wealth of activity that's going to be going on. So let's get straight into the show. Hi Zoe, there sure is a lot happening in the Midlands over the summer and we'll be running you through some of those during this episode. So what new things are there opening for people to try? Well, Matt, there's lots of new things to try, which is really exciting to think that new places are opening even during the difficult times that we've had. Uh, one of the big ones is Treetop Adventure Golf at Ball Ring. So right in the centre of Birmingham, we've now got two 18-hole courses. One's a tropical trail and one's an ancient explorer. And it's got themed bars and cafes as well. So that's fun for people to try whilst they may be popping into the shops. I know I, for one, bit of a competitive spirit when it comes to uh, crazy golf and mini golf. So if there's any budding competitive families out there, I'm sure that will be... Uh, will be a win. Yeah, definitely. And also there's the Gangster Granny ride at Alton Towers. I don't know if you've heard about that one. It's uh, David Williams. It's from his book, uh, Gangster Granny, which was also a film. So he's recently launched a, a ride at Alton Towers. It's a place where families can spin through the sewers in a, of a 360 degree special effects laden ride. Uh, it's all about pulling off the greatest jewel heist in history. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, there's also a rare baby rhino that's been born at West Midland Safari Park. Uh, he came in to third time mom, Ailsa, uh, and he weighed in at 11 and a half stone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So he's well worth a look. 
It's actually part of the park's white rhino breeding program, which is helping the European Endangered Species Program, which is good news. Yeah, amazing, amazing stuff to see there. Yeah, definitely. There's loads to see there. There's also um, the new elephant safari lodges as well. So you can actually go and stay overnight and wake up and have your breakfast watching the um, the elephants, which is lovely. So there's also a new interactive trail at Warwick Castle. It features Zog, the dragon that all preschoolers will know from the famous Julia Donaldson books. There's also new animal enclosures at Drayton Manor. It's added a new enclosure for the zoo's five radiated tortoises, which is a critically endangered species from um, Madagascar. There's also a new and improved meerkat enclosure that's got more space and uh, a basking lamp so you can watch the meerkat sunbathing all year round. And there's also a new African aviary as well, which will showcase some of the brilliantly coloured birds and wildflowers from southern and eastern Africa. Amazing. Loads of uh, loads of wildlife to, to be able to see then over the summer. Definitely. And then also a lot of families in the area are fans of Who Farm, which was always an attraction in Telford. It's actually rebranded over the lockdown period and is now known as Who Zoo and Dinosaur World. So they've introduced a whole new section that's got a woodland trail with a series of animatronic dinosaurs. So you can meet a T-Rex and a Stegosaurus, an Allosaurus, Triceratops. So that's fun. And they move and and people can kind of have their pictures taken with them and stuff. So that's a new thing to try as well. And also on that similar theme, there's a new dino theme at the Wolverhampton Adventure Golf, which actually features a 20-foot T-Rex and a Spinosaurus swimming in the lake. Wow. And there's quite a few new golf things to try. So there's Wolverhampton Adventure Golf, there's the Treetops Adventure that we mentioned at Boring. But then there's also Planters Garden Centre in Tamworth. That's a place that's known for its Sky Trail high ropes course. But they've now introduced a Mountains of the World mini golf course, which is worth a look to. High ropes and mini golf in one session. What more could you want? There's also lots of open air cinema attractions to try out. So some of them are drive-in cinemas. There's a drive-in cinema at Hatton Adventure in Tamworth. There's also other ones that are more like picnic cinema events, like open air film and chill, which is at the Mosley Cricket Club in Solihull. There's Moonlight Cinema, which is at the new venue Luna Springs. That's another open air event at the what was the Rainbow Venues in Digbeth. Mm-hmm. And there's a socially distanced cinema at Millennium Point as well, plus an outdoor cinema at Dudley Zoo. So there's lots of uh, films that you can see in the outdoors. There's also festivals as well, which are well worth a look. There is the Mosley Funk and Soul Festival, and we've got Naina Cherry headlining. That's at Mosley Park. Then there's one that's a really family-friendly event. That's the Just So Festival that takes place at Road Hall, which is near Stoke-on-Trent from August the 20th to the 22nd. So it's just a place to go and just have loads of wonderful adventures with your kids. There's sea theatre in the trees, outdoor cinema, bands playing and go to workshops, um, watch the the sunset by the lake. It's just a, a really special festival that is. 
uh, with a big lantern parade. All the kids make lanterns and parade them in the dark. There's also the Mosley Folk and Arts Festival, which is happening in September, so right at the end of the school holiday. Uh, but it's a family-friendly event, so that's a nice one as well. That's got the Water Boys and the Wonder Stuff headlining again at Mosley Park, 3rd to the 5th of September. Yeah, the Mosley festivals, I have to say, are a fantastic day out, both for parents and children alike. You know, really is a fantastic day out. And I think after so long of not being able to see performers, um, whether that's music or, or theatre performances, and it is amazing to see these things after, after what will be quite a long time, I imagine, for a lot of the performers. And um, yeah, and the drive-in cinemas sound amazing as well. Who doesn't love a drive-in cinema? Yeah, and I think that's it. That's what families are going to be looking for, really. Things that they can do that they know will be safe, really, whatever's going on in the bigger picture. So loads of amazing uh, new things and things that we've not had for a while there across the Midlands. So fingers crossed, over the summer, we'll be getting some, some good, if not great weather. So what things should we be getting booked in for when the sun is shining? Well, yes, Matt, let's hope that we have some great weather. We've already had some lovely weather, so we want some more of that for sure. Um, yeah, well, we have actually got a couple of beaches that we can visit that aren't too far away. I mean, in Birmingham, we always think we have to drive miles to get to the coast. But actually, we have what we call the Midlands Secret Beach, which mm -hmm. is actually just up the M42. So yeah, Bosworth Water Park, well worth a look. Less than 30 miles from Brom, and it's a lakeside beach which you can go and do lots of water activities. You can build sandcastles. Uh, it's a really good place to visit. And also, if you want to go for another day trip out, there's the Cotswold Water Park, which is actually said to be the largest inland paddling beach in the UK. Wow. Yeah, you can go there. You just pay um, to park your car there, and then you can go and book a barbecue. You can go kayaking, build sandcastles, sunbathe. You can even swim in the lake. And there's loads of water sports to do as well, uh, mini golf, and there's a floating, massive floating obstacle course. So that's well worth looking at as well. Uh, and then we've also got some man-made beaches that are coming to right in the, in the heart of Birmingham uh, and the Black Country. So there's going to be one at New Square in West Bromwich, which will be well worth a look. Sounds great. And you still get that sensation of sand between your toes. And who doesn't love that? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Oh, yes, and there's going to be a, a, a beach at Planters Garden Centre in Tamworth as well. So there's also, as well as the Sky uh, Trail, the High Ropes Trail and the golf, they've got a beach there this summer as well. Now, not everything happening this summer will see us having to fork out cash. There are actually loads of things happening across the city this summer that are absolutely free. Yeah, there is, Matt, which is great because... It is difficult when you're trying to plan for this, the big six-week holiday. It can end up costing a fortune. So it's really good to have some free things up your sleeve. One of our favourites is Martineau Gardens, which is in Edgebaston. It's known as Birmingham's Hidden Oasis. Uh, it's open to visitors on weekdays and it's, it's a really beautiful place to go and explore for free. If you want to spend just £2.50 as a donation, you can get a Stickman self-guided trail. That's another Julia Donaldson book all about the Stickman. So that's really nice to visit. Also at the University of Birmingham, there's two really great attractions. I don't know if you've ever come across these, Matt. There's the Barber Institute and mm -hmm. there's also the Lapworth Museum. 
Both are free to enter, so you can see some amazing paintings at the barber. And then you can find out all about dinosaur fossils and rocks, learn about volcanoes and earthquakes and even dinosaurs at Lapworth. So that's really worth uh, going to have a look at. Unlike before, you used to be able to just drop in, but now because of COVID, you would need to book in advance, but it is still free to go to. There's another gallery that's worth having a look at is the Icon Gallery in Brindley Place. And then we've also got a gallery by the Ball Ring and Grand Central on Dudley Street. It's called Bomb, which is Birmingham Open Media. And they have lots of different interactive, very um, science and technology-based exhibitions there. Very um, interactive, which is fun for the kids. And the cafe there is great because it's designed to be autism friendly. So it's really quiet and peaceful. And just you go in there and you wouldn't believe that you're really close to New Street Station. Amazing. What a great idea. Mm, Yeah, definitely. And then if you want to go a bit further afield, there's Oak Tree Children's Farm, which is over Warsaw Way. Again, you can go in there for free. All the owners ask is that you spend £3 on a bucket of animal food to feed the animals. So you can find out all about these free places to visit and all the new attractions that are well worth looking at in our bumper summer holiday guide. It's got 52 things to do around Birmingham and the Black Country and it's growing every day. So it's a massive guide that's well worth having a look at. You can find it on the Birmingham Live website and also on the Brummy Mummies Facebook page. And there's also another guide to a massive holiday activities programme that's happening every day in Birmingham for all kids. And it also offers a free meal for children as well. Programme director Jenny Carter has kindly come onto the show to talk to us about how families can get involved. So we're really excited about the new holiday activity programme for Birmingham. And I understand we've got the biggest in the country, which is really exciting. Could you tell me a bit about the background to it and and what people can expect? Yes. So we've been working really closely um, with the Department for Education and I'm sure lots of people are excited to hear that there is huge financial contributions from the government in terms of enabling children and young people right across England this summer to engage in free holiday activity provision that also includes um, an enriching meal. Um, In Birmingham, we are privileged to be the largest uh, programme site right across the country. But notwithstanding that, that's because the challenge in Birmingham is significant in comparison to other areas in England. The programme itself is very much aimed at supporting those families and children most in need during summer holiday periods. We know the pressure that holiday periods place on families, both from a childcare perspective and also some of the further financial demands that that puts on families over holiday periods. But we also know that children and young people right across the country and certainly in Birmingham want to experience a positive holiday programme. They want to feel like they are able to enjoy themselves, see their friends, get out and about, enjoy the city, the outdoor spaces and hopefully a few day trips and various bits and pieces in there as well. Sounds fantastic. So what kind of activities will be on offer? So we're really excited. Currently, we are working with around about 160 different providers right across the city. We've got arts and crafts, we have play, we have physical activity, kind of games and and playground activities. We have sport, traditional and non-traditional. We have um, cook-along sessions, we have healthy eating sessions. We are working with the Rep in Birmingham, so we're we're hoping to see some theatre and cultural activities in there. 
We're working with the Canals and River Trust. So we're hoping that some young people are perhaps going to be able to get paddleboarding down the canal over the summer. We've got a real plethora of activities that are going on. We're working with um, a provider that's looking at a, a kind of a, a gamification of holiday activities where young people will be able to kind of almost play online and self kind of declare how how active they are, what they've eaten in a day. But actually, it's in a it's in a funky way that really appeals to, to children about, you know, we know that, that kids these days are forever sat on a phone or a tablet. And actually, it starts to bring to life lots of the important messages. But at the same time, they're enjoying playing. So we have absolutely tons and tons of stuff going on, whether that be in a school whether that be in your local community centre, whether that be in your park, there is a huge wealth of activity that's going to be going on. But every session will be different. So what I would say is when parents start to look on um, our central system, they will kind of be able to hover and bits and pieces will pop up about that provider and it'll give that overview around what that provider is going to be offering each day. But as I say, no two days will be the same. There will be lots of different activities in there. The projects that we're working with have lots of experience of keeping kids happy, active, busy, um, and really finding that right balance of how they work through virtually a full day of activity with the kids, but keeping that smile on the face, which is ultimately what's really important to us. So tell me a bit about the food aspect of it. The food aspect is quite a phenomenal challenge when we start to do some of the maths and calculations around the supply of food for the summer. Every activity session will include a nutritious meal, whether that be breakfast, lunch or dinner. But certainly those uh, sessions that span a longer period might get two meals within their provision as well. When we start to think about numbers, and this is where the size of Birmingham really starts to, you know, if anything's going to keep me awake at three o'clock in the morning, it's certainly the the scale and, and size of the ask in terms of the provision of food. We're working on the assumption that we're going to probably dish up around about 300,000 meals across the summer holiday period. So that just shows really how many young people and families we are looking to support. But then when you think about how we get food to those providers, to those children every single day, there's lots of hard work going into understanding how we get that right. But not only that, we want to make sure that the food that we have is um, kind of culturally sensitive, that it's appealing food for for young people. We certainly don't want to see kind of food waste at the end of programmes. We want to ensure that we're able to engage and work with families around the food element. So some of the programmes that you'll see over the summer will be inviting parents and families in to those sessions. We're hoping to see lots of cook-along activities where in real time, COVID permitting, that we'll have children with their parents and with the, the holiday club providers making nutritious meals together, eating together and giving parents kind of some top tips on how they might continue to do that with their children at home. Um, and certainly, you know, where we can, if there is food surplus at the end of a session, we'll be working with those families to say, you know, that there's extra food here, you're more than welcome to take that away with you because we don't want to see any wasted food within this programme. But equally, we don't want to kind of oversupply at the same time because we want to get this absolutely right. Because after all, you know, part of this programme, one is to provide enriching activities for children over the summer. But the second and one of the most important pieces of this is ensuring that those children that would typically access a meal at school are able to do that right through throughout the holiday period because we know how important that is. But we also know that when we consider who accesses the meal from our research and insights, we know that, you know, 
the, the child is the predominant focus in ensuring that the child has a meal through the holiday periods. But equally, we know that during holiday periods, parents go hungry sometimes because they put their children first when they consider perhaps what they've got in the fridge or the pantry, that they have to make sometimes really difficult decisions about who has a meal that day. So we want to ensure that where we have parents and families that really need that additional support, we are able to support them, to signpost them to where they can get additional support. But equally, they have a friendly face, a friendly person that will listen and really will help them because we know the pressures that the holiday periods really bring to lots of families. Our programme, yes, it's going to seek to work with those most in need and vulnerable over the summer, but we are open and accessible to all children and families that need the support. And we're really um, proud of the way that we're working in Birmingham because of the level of challenge that we have both socially and economically in number of communities across the city. We want to support as many children and families as possible to access that provision that perhaps really makes the summer a completely different period of time than it perhaps has been in previous years. Where will people be able to access these programmes? Okay, so we're going to have provision right across the city. So we're really confident that within within all of the 10 districts across the city, we will have lots of provision going on. We are just about to launch with our um, kind of marketing campaign um, that we're calling Bring It On Brum, which we're really excited about, which hopefully lots of parents will start to see over the coming weeks about how they can get involved and get sign up to the programme. There's going to be a website um, that parents will be able to access. You will be able to see all of the provision that's happening across the city. You'll be able to pop your postcode in and it will bring up everything that's happening right on your neighbourhood. But equally, if you want to go a little bit further afield across the city, you can see other things that are going on that you can book onto in advance, register your place and then access that provision. But equally, we know that some parents won't want to use a central booking system. They perhaps want to go to where they feel comfortable and safe. We've got lots of schools on board. So they're probably having those conversations with those local providers or with their school about booking a place directly with that organiser. And they can do that also. So we want to make sure that there's no barriers for children and families to access provision over the summer. But we are excited to say that we're going to have quite a big marketing campaign with this. Um, And I know we've got lots of support across the city and helping us bring this to life and ensure that the right families understand what's going on in their neighbourhoods over the summer. Working really closely with schools, so parents should be be, um, expecting kind of emails or some satchel mail coming home as we get closer to the summer, promoting all of that activity that's happening in their communities. And again, equally about how they have that kind of wider wider look at everything that's going on over the summer and, and booking up and One important thing to remember is it is free of charge. um, And that is really the exciting piece for us is that all of this provision that we have going on for those families is free of charge. So can parents use it for childcare as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. What you will see over the summer is on average, most session will run for four hours per day. Some of the programmes will run for longer than that. And as, as I say, when you start to um, look at what's happening in your patch, you can you can find out how long each session will be within those localities. Um, but usually we will see around about four hours of provision, which is kind of half of a day. But there is nothing to stop a parent doing two sets of four hours if they've got um, childcare issues. 
we all know how difficult it is being a parent myself. We all know the summer holidays, you know, really do put demands and strain on us to continue to work. Um, so absolutely, this can be used for childcare. That's what it's designed to do that enables mum or dad or both to be able to go to work knowing that their child is in a safe environment, enjoying themselves, is having a, a hearty and nutritious meal each day. So the Holiday Activities and Food Programme, or HAF, sounds great there, doesn't it? Really incredible stuff. So what about if the weather isn't on our side and we want to make plans on those dreaded rainy days? Yes, well, let's hope that we don't get too many of those. But even if we do, we've got loads of things that we can fill our days with. There's lots of soft play centres around the Midlands. One of the biggest is Imagination Street in Bromsgrove, which is well worth a look. There's also a massive trampoline park called Rush UK in Kings Norton. Other things that are good to do on rainy days, I think, is to perhaps go to a garden centre where there's different activities on especially during the holidays. Webbs is a, a nice one. There's a big one in Witchbold near Droitwich and another one in West Hagley as well. And then there's also Rock Up, which is a climbing centre that's in Ladywood. It's great because it has different difficulty levels so that you can take all ages of kids and adults and all climb together. So yeah, fingers crossed we're not going to get too many rainy days. Although on those wet days, there's plenty to do across the Midlands. So then, Zoe, what are some of the top attractions in the Midlands? We've got some brilliant attractions in the Midlands, Matt, as you know. First of all, I'd say Cadbury World. Everybody loves a bit of Cadbury's chocolate. That's just outside the city centre in Bourville. It's got 14 chocolatey zones and a 4D cinema. That's well worth trying. There's also the Think Tank, which has recently reopened. That's Birmingham Science Museum at Millennium Point. We've also got the National Sea Life Centre and Legoland, both next to each other in Brindley Place. There's also Birmingham Botanical Gardens in Edgebaston, which has got 15 acres of gardens, playgrounds, hothouses, all kinds of things to explore. And then over in Tamworth, we've got the Snow Dome, and there's also Twycross Zoo. There's also the Bear Grylls Adventure over at the NEC in Solihull, where you can tackle Europe's tallest high ropes. Uh, you can feel the rush of free fall with iFly indoor skydiving. My kids have tried that. Wow. And uh, yeah, and there's an assault course there as well, archery, shooting. There's even a shark dive, so loads to do there. If you want to fully scare all the parents across Birmingham, that, that is the place to head then by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah. Now, we're not out of the woods just yet with coronavirus. So is there anything families need to bear in mind when visiting places over the summer? I think whatever you decide to do this summer, the most important thing is to keep yourself and your family safe. So it's worth checking the latest government advice beforehand as this can really change quickly and frequently as we've seen. Most places now require online booking in advance and you may need to take a mask. Obviously, once there, ensure you wash your hands regularly and use hand sanitizers as you go around. You can read our full summer guides on the Brummie Mummies Facebook page and on the Birmingham Live website. And do share your photos with us too as we'd love to see them. Brummie Mummies is a laudable production brought to you by Brummie Mummies and Birmingham Live. You can download or stream the Brummie Mummies podcast on all major podcasting platforms, including Spotify and Apple. 
Be sure to follow our Brummy Mummies Facebook page for lots more family information and fun. And whilst there, sign up to our Brummy Mummies newsletter to make sure you never miss an episode. See you next time. <laughs>